Hello and welcome to The Lost Button, the podcast for young people figuring out their future life and career. I'm Liz. And I'm Connor. And we're here to help you navigate all the big decisions you have to make about your future and create a path that's right for you. Each episode, we're going to tackle some of the biggest questions and challenges Gen Z are facing about their future, from finding a job you're passionate about to managing stress and burnout. Today's episode is all about career experiments, how to approach figuring out your future like a scientist. So Liz, talking about science, would you rather be fluent in every human language or be able to talk to any animal? <laughs> I know. My These are tough is, questions. I'm, I'm embarrassed by my answer. Mine is totally like talk to any animal, but there's only really one animal I which care animal about, would which you? would be my dog. Oh, okay. That's, that's a very wholesome answer. That's um, like, I, have you seen, you know, like the movie Up? Yeah. My my mm. dog is like Doug from Up. Oh, and I just so feel like cute. if he could talk, it would be like in that voice. The yeah. same as Doug's. And that's my answer. And it's okay. very like That justifies <laughs> it. My, I would definitely say human language though. I'm, I'm very much a humanist. So You're, you're much more logical about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just think that, you know, I, I spoke French in high school, did a little bit of it in mm-hmm. uni, but I am definitely not fluent now. And that was such a cool experience being able to actually like talk to French people in their native language and they thought it was so cool. So imagine being able to do that with anyone. That would be so sick, but that's okay. That would be cool, but can you talk to dogs or dolphins? Yeah, I'm not like controversial, but I'm not like a huge pet person. I have have a cat, but like, I don't know. And you don't like it? No, I I like it, but you know, I, I still love my cat, but I'm not... You know, it's not like a huge passion of mine rather okay. than like my friends or family, okay. you know. I think but a lot of the internet would disagree with yeah, you. Yeah, oh no, I'm going to get hate for that one. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, back to the topic, Liz, you spoke about the idea of a career experiment. So can you tell me like where does that idea come from? Yes, I well, I've got the definition here because okay. since we're Hit being us like, the definition. yes, so career experiments are a methodical approach to forming and validating your hypotheses about your career path. Ah. Long story short, it's all about testing your ideas and assumptions that you might have about a career or even like a study path, like a uni or TAFE course, for example. I think the first time I heard about this idea was more in terms of like business and startups where, so for anyone who's not familiar, like a big part of the startup scene and culture is about really like experimenting and testing things because you don't have a lot of money, right? Or time. And so you can't spend like five years, you know, and a a couple million dollars on like a a product or a service if it's not going to work. Um, The whole approach is about like, well, how can you figure out you know, if it's going to work or validate your assumptions in five minutes. Yeah, very (laughs) quickly. Yeah, Yeah, very quickly. And I think most of the time in our careers, we don't do that. We tend to wait years sometimes Mm. before we even sort of... Try. Yeah, try. Try. So that's sort of where it came from. And I guess in in context of your career, it's really about, yeah, testing and validating like ideas that you might have, just learning more about what it actually is to see, you know, do I actually like this? Mm. And also to potentially spark like new reactions, right? If we're getting scientific here, like you might, you know, meet somebody or learn something that then sparks your passion for that subject or topic, right? So that's sort of, that's what it's all about. So would this be ideal for the kind of person that just has no idea 
like mm. what career they want to take mm. or who would be some, you know, what would be some examples of people that could use this? Yeah, I, I think there's a few. Um, definitely, if you have no idea, it's a great way to get started. But I do think as well, it's really helpful for people who are like, for example, considering like what feels like a big decision. Like, should I yeah. do a master's or something? Like, should I spend, you know, another 30 grand on a degree? Yeah. Should I take this job? Anything that requires like a big amount of time or money, um, any sort of decision like that is great for a career experiment because you can test it out first and and mitigate your risk basically but I also think you know the people that I think of for this are like friends that I have who maybe are on like their third degree right or like Mm. third undergraduate or something and I just they're people that I'm like I wish someone told you know was there for you a few years ago to say hey like what if we just sat down and tried to test this out and see whether you'd like it like as opposed to waiting like all those years and all that time yeah before you know what the job is actually all about absolutely yeah 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 that's really good points well i think there's you know a few examples of of how this can be useful yes i think you know for me personally i've used this a lot and Mm. sort of i would set myself basically a hypothesis and say i will enjoy a career in law for Mm. example or i would like to be in business Mm. or i'd like to do economics so i actually super extra I reached out to 150 people. Super extra is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it's right. It's the best example. This <laughs> is a, a great example of a career experiment. So, so without having the term career experiment, mm. I definitely did this. Yes. Um, I was in my first year. I was sitting in a science lab dissecting um, an animal <laughs> heart, and I was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> I hate this so much um this is not for me i was squeamish as well which i didn't think i would be so it's just a nightmare right and so i said to myself i really you know i i don't mind my business class my economics classes are pretty interesting but honestly i'm completely lost you know if only i'd had the loss button back then i would have been saved but what i did is i said i want to um, talk to as many people as possible and basically mm-hmm. cover every career. Mm. So specifically what I did is I reached out to the current networks I had and for the rest of them, or well, the majority of them, I actually went on to LinkedIn yes. and I cold messaged the majority of 150 people and I basically sent the same message to each of them. They could have been like lawyers, um, economists, bankers, teachers, mm. people in the medical field, um, basically every field. Mm. And I said, hey, um, I'm you know a young person at university and I'm really trying to work out what career path I want to take. Could I buy you a coffee and have just a brief 20 to 30 minutes of your time mm. to ask you a few questions? You know, thanks, kind regards, Connor. <laughs> and um, 90% of them said yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Can I pause there as well? Because I think mm. like that's already an incredible story, but I feel like lots of people will be like, like how did you do that like how did you find the confidence like I I can't even Mm. you know make a LinkedIn profile let alone like message 150 random people like where did you find that confidence or where did you even come up with that idea was yeah that's 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 a good question I mean I think I I talked to I had a couple mentors yeah right so I feel like it was the couple of practices I did at the start yeah and those people were encouraging me to do that so it was like one student who went to my high school who was, mm. who was doing med and he wasn't that sure about it, but he ended up doing it and he said, look, I was a similar boat to you. Mm-hmm. you got to talk to people. Mm. So I had someone who I saw as a role model saying like validating this idea mm-hmm. and then there was another person also who I was working with the schools. 
sort of business. And I, so I was already had practiced yeah. interviewing people because I was asking teachers like how to build a web app for yeah. their careers, um, education. So I feel like I had a bit of practice. So for someone, you know, that's a big step, right? To go from zero to 150 real quick, but they could try a couple. Yes. And then, you know, start with one or five. Yeah. And you actually realize that most people like mentors, these industry people, they actually enjoy it just as much, mm. if not more than you. That's so that's so mm. important because I know like a lot of people that will, you know, stop themselves from like sending an email or like yeah. reaching out to someone purely Phone because... Phone call, yeah, be, scary. Be, because they're... And people now do it to me, which I find so funny because they yeah. think they're like, oh my God, your time is valuable. Your time, you're so busy. Yeah. You're never going to want to do that. But I can speak as someone that's now like in that position too. It's something you always want to make time for. Like it's just... It's just this thing that people pay it forward and do. So people, like you said, you know, 99% of people like said yes. Worst that can happen is that they don't reply or they say yeah, no, right? Yeah, worst is they say yeah. no. And the thing is, if 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 you get rejected, it's actually good for you yeah. because you're going to get rejected for a job anyway. Yes. So when that next thing happens, it's normalized. Yes. And you realize that you're actually not defined by mm. your career or by what people say yes or no. Or how many emails re- are replied to, you know, like I think yeah. also you've got to increase your sample size there. Like you had a really good number yeah, just, to work just with. Do it yeah. again, 150. Yeah. yeah. So So what do you, mm. can I ask like what what were like the big takeaways there? Like yeah. 150 people. Yeah. What 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 do you still remember now? Yeah, totally. So um yeah, so you know specifically it's a great point. I'm sure people want to know like what did I actually ask them? Yeah. And that was four questions. So I sat down you know, and actually the manners is the etiquette was really important. Okay. So, you know, you dress well, be on time. That's the biggest thing. I was on time or early to everyone because they are busy. So that's really the only way you can mm. annoy them is if you're late. Respecting the time. Respect really their time because yeah. it could be worth a lot. So, I, you know, I was there early and I said, what do you like about your job? What do you dislike about your job? You know, if you were at university again, like what would be the path that you would take now to get mm. there? And if you were to start your career from the beginning, would you change anything? Yes. So those are the four questions. And also by keeping it like a short number of questions, it yeah. ended up being about 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. And I would have a hard limit on 30. Yeah. And I would say, thanks, I really appreciate your time. I'll reach out to you. Yeah. And they basically give me their email or some of them gave me their phone number. And, um, you know, some of them became my mentors mm. um, who I still catch up with once every, you know, once every month, every three months. Awesome experience. That's that's incredible. And, mm. and even I want to go back to those questions because there's only four of them, right? And they mm. seem like actually quite simple. Like, what do you like? Yeah. What don't you like? You know, mm. you could Google that. But like what, you know, what did you learn? Was that, Were they actually quite powerful in the They end? were. And yeah. the thing is, the human connection and human networking is priceless mm. because a lot of those people, when I was younger, they were willing to help me. Mm. Some of those people now, if I ask for help because I'm a bit older, mm. they wouldn't be so inclined to help me. Mm. And that's why I say university students, people expect you to not know anything mm. when you're in university. But when you start your career, there's a very big learning curve jump. Yeah. And so a lot of those people I asked in like second year, about their job and then now when I ask sort of around now and sort of fourth year fifth year they then say oh um actually there's a job available yeah and there were many times where I actually got referred for positions that's Um, amazing mm, when you think about it 
Yeah, yeah. and like when you think about it, it's all about who you know and I think I really love that story because you didn't necessarily have that network at, at all then, right? Like you no. had like a very – as much smaller pool of people that you could yeah. go to and then suddenly like you've got 150 people that – you know, you can you can call in for other things, and and I'm sure that's been so valuable for you, and yeah. also to like you can help other people in that way too, because maybe like the job at that time it's not what you want to do, right? Like, yeah. but you can you know offer that to someone else, or you know you become someone. Well, you also learn insights about the industry, so yeah. I was able to like I took notes in every one, yeah. and so when I was then presenting at schools, I could say, well, last week yes. I actually caught up with a head recruiter of a top firm, yeah. and this is what they said. Yeah direct to me like you can google that but people aren't going to believe it as much as like last week at this place i spoke to this person and this is they're hiring right now Mm. and this is what they're looking for and that's important too because often i know people like some of my friends for example who have gone for so many jobs and they meet all the criteria in the job description and they don't get it like or they're rejected like continuously for things and it's because most of the things that they're actually hiring for they don't put in the job description or even if they think like yeah this is important they're not maybe aware enough of like the other things that they're really looking for like the the characteristics that you can pick up on um in like an interview sort of experiment like like you did um which is awesome Mm. And, you know, so I took a little bit about my experience there. Have you had any similar experiences or how do you go about creating these sort of career experiments for yourself? Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's been a while since I've had to do one necessarily. But my advice to people is usually like, obviously, your example is amazing. But for a lot of people, 150 sort yeah. of injuries maybe seems a bit extreme or like just they don't have time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> it's extreme. extreme. But yeah. I love it. So if you're, you know, like don't maybe have as much time as that, I think there's a couple kind of levels of an experiment, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Like a career experiment. It's a continuum. It's a continuum. <laughs> um, a career experiment could also be like... Um, more, more passive like something you could do in your pjs right like yeah. googling um watching like a day in the life video about a job or um listening to a podcast where like like this where someone's it's more like an ask me anything about say like medicine or construction or like fashion yeah. design and that way you could you know that takes up 30 minutes of your time right yeah. and it could help you you know it, it may seem like 30 minutes uh like whatever but that could save you years <laughs> yeah and a lot years. of money as well like yes. people people don't realize like a yeah. university degree is ten thousand dollars a year yes. and this is why i say a lot of students you could spend you could do another degree which is going to cost you thirty thousand dollars or you could buy 10 coffees, which is going to cost you $50. Yes. And you're going to get way more valuable industry insights versus, you know, a degree which may not even, you know, correlate to what is happening in industry. Yes. So it's actually, you're actually saving yourself money. You're making money through this experiment. You're making money through this experiment. Totally. So after that kind of PJ's idea, I think there's the more active thing. Like I would say you're like um, interviewing kind of falls in that category where yeah. you're just like, you know, having meetings with people, trying to ask them what their job is like. Um, another example could be, yeah, like messaging through LinkedIn or going to networking events, that kind of thing. And then I would say the third level is like you're getting down and dirty, like trying to do the job. Um, yeah. That's more like your typical work experience idea. So yeah. you're actually going in that workplace and not just asking people about the job, but experiencing Doing it. Job. Yeah, yeah, and saying, and you know, that could be asking some of those connections, for example, like if you can shadow them for a day, like in yeah. the actual workplace, which is a really cool concept. And again, something people are really 
happy to offer. Like I have a friend who did that and she was basically messaged like the CEOs of a whole bunch of different companies that she liked on LinkedIn or I think she actually just took their like the emails of the company from, you know, their website. And because she was only like 16 or 17 at the time, all of them replied like because yes. your age like I think we've got to really like emphasize the student card that you can play yeah. when you're like in high school a high sc- an email from a for you know to a CEO from a high school student is like so much more interesting rare. it's unique yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, rare yeah. it stands makes you stand out, out. yeah so she, they most of them actually um responded to her and yeah she got to you know interview them and, and shadow them um, for a day was basically yeah. what she was asking. So it's not as unattainable as what people think to yeah. get that kind of insider info about yeah. your careers. So I think you know, Liz. In summary, if our listeners were to take something away, it's start you know design a career experiment yeah. and you know reach out to Purposeful as well for advice on this. Totally. Um, but you got to get started. Yes, definitely. Now it's time for the lost and found. Even though being lost is a problem that young people across the world are facing, it can be easy to feel like you're the only one. Each episode will bring a young person on the show to share their story and the challenges they're facing about their future. Today's guest is Ariane, a 22-year-old final year mechanical engineering student and ultimate Frisbee champion. Ariane, welcome to our podcast. How's it going? Good. How are you going? Yeah, really well. Thanks so much for coming in. We um, want to learn a little bit about your experience, you know, in school, university, and now you're moving into the big adult world, um, corporate life next year. So that's exciting. <laughs> uh, exciting is one way to put it. <laughs> a bit overwhelming at times, but yeah, definitely some yeah fun things to look forward to, I'd say. Absolutely. Could you tell us a little bit about, you know, your background and your experience in in school and uni and sort of, yeah, how that sort of shaped you? Yep. So for those who don't know me, I am an engineering student. So specifically, I'm studying mechanical engineering. And then in terms of how I kind of got there, I'd say it definitely comes back to probably more my high school years as opposed to younger years. I was the typical kid in school who like put in a bit of effort, but then still just like had fun along the way. But it was, <laughs> I think when I got to my like final years, some more <laughs> year 11 and year 12, where I kind of like knuckled down and was like, all right, I should probably take this a little bit more seriously. <laughs> so I guess kind of how I ended up on engineering was I looked at the like units or subjects that I was taking in school and what kind of subjects I enjoyed the most and that I liked. So I was that stereotypical nerd who did your, like, (laughs) (laughs) classic... Maths. Yeah, maths, Speaking to the choir. (laughs) (laughs) And, again, I was that stereotypical nerd who really liked those subjects. I was like, you know, I prefer to work with numbers and stuff when it came to, like, history and things like that, writing long essays. I was like, oh, I just don't think this is for me. So I was more of that kind of analytical problem solver... And yeah, then I kind of like looked at it, was like, well, how can I actually turn this into a useful kind of career? So I guess from going to like career events and stuff, which they hold in school, which I found really useful if you actually take advantage of them, Mm -hmm. kind of like figured, well, yeah, I like problem solving, like a bit of maths, like to work with other people. And so engineering kind of felt like a good option for that. And then, yeah, started studying that at uni and I've 
stuck with it mm. since. So. Never looked back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I love, I find engineering interesting though, because it's like you're an engineer of something, right? <laughs> like mm. there's, there's still, it's such a versatile skill set. So you can kind of do what you want with it. Yeah, like, exactly. And, and maybe even like the, you know, you can take it into like the technology space and stuff that at high school you might not have considered that either. What, mm. How has that journey been, I guess, in working out, mm, like, <laughs> what do I do with this skill set that I have? Yeah, so I guess that was also maybe another reason for studying engineering because I found like over the years I'd met so many people who they were either they're like the head of finance, they were a general manager, like so many different kind of career roles, even like consulting and stuff. And I said, oh, consulting. <laughs> I was like, what did you study like back at university or like what? did you start out as and they're like oh I'm actually like an engineer by training and I'm like oh no way so you started in engineering then yeah went into project management went into finance and now you're like a big CEO or something multinational yeah (laughs) it's exciting but what would you say like you said you're pretty certain of your decision to engineering and you know you've stayed with that degree Mm -hmm. was there anything that like experiences maybe like in high school or in university that helped you to make that decision Yeah, so we actually had a really exciting NASA tour or trip in my final year of school and my like cohort, so the 2016 graduates were the first ever group to go on it. So it was very like new (laughs) and exciting exciting opportunity for us girls. So that was kind of offered to any girls who are studying, I believe it was physics in year 11 and 12, but I think they might have ended up opening it up to anyone studying just the highest level of maths at school, which I think is good. The more people you open it up to is probably the better to give yeah more people that opportunity. So I'd say like from going on that trip and even though I don't see myself specifically working in like the aerospace industry, looking at rockets and things like that, it just kind of opened up my mind to yeah that side of engineering where we look at you know problems and kind of cool machinery and things like that I'm a bit of a nerd I find that (laughs) interesting I understand your smile got bigger (laughs) (laughs) I understand the average like person wouldn't find that interesting but I know I do so it's yeah just being able to see all those kinds of things and again talk to people in that industry where they yeah commonly solve problems as a part of their day-to-day jobs and yeah that really helped me kind of confirm like okay I think engineering's like a good start for myself yeah I like that like it's a good it's a beginning right and mm-hmm. you can take like you said you can take it in so many different places and yeah I think that's quite cool because other degrees like say you've gone for something like medicine or law as a, you know instead I think people get quite stressed about like that they do it because it gives them the certainty of like the ending like mm-hmm. that you know you make lots of money or they know what they're to- gonna do yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas I kind of like that engineering's different to that actually because you still don't necessarily have to have all the answers worked out but mm-hmm. it, it gives you that certainty about you know you're going to get somewhere that you enjoy probably so amazing um were there any like helpful tips you learned along the way like things you did to work out yourself you know your values your career path that you know you could pass on to listeners yep so like again it very much depends on what school you go to what university you go to but I always say like take advantage of opportunities which are presented there so don't necessarily wait for something to be like handed to Mm. you actively go out and seek certain opportunities so again 
it's whether say they're holding a career fair instead of just <laughs> running around with the free goodie bag <laughs> and stealing all the you can yeah. do that too yeah, yeah. of course yeah. <laughs> i still have like those sticky notes from like a year 10 career fair so very useful, useful stuff yeah. but you know actually take that opportunity to talk to people and take it seriously or again at university there's lots of different clubs and different types of clubs as well there's more like social clubs and then there are clubs which like host networking events and things like that which can be really helpful mm. so yeah I think it's just a big or well, a big aspect of it is taking advantage of those opportunities and if you're a person who goes out there and actively seeks things then you know from the other end people within the industry and recruiters are really going to see that and take notice of you so mm. you kind of stand out from other people when you show that interest yeah and being I like that idea of being proactive but also not just like waiting for this light bulb moment either like mm-hmm. I think lots of people kind of expect you know oh like I'll find my dream job just like you'll find the one it doesn't really work like that for a lot of people you've got to be out there you know like playing the game and like connecting with people and almost like forcing those reactions a little bit too like you know you might be inspired by something that if you stayed in your room or just stayed you know studying and not actually done anything else at uni mm-hmm. like you would have missed all of those things um, yeah. as well love it has there sounds like there's been lots of good but I'm wondering if there's been any like challenges as well or anything like at the moment maybe that you know what are some of the you know the, yeah challenges or experiences you've had along the way too yeah so I think everyone like goes through this whether it be in school or at university you just have kind of maybe a a moment where I don't know you didn't do so well in like a a test and exam or you didn't feel great about a certain lab and then you just start like questioning your whole life and your career pathway and I'm like oh I should have just done something completely different yeah yeah. should have just you know made life easier for myself or like I don't belong in this (laughs) career Mm. or again like I know we shouldn't but I think naturally we as humans have a bit of a tendency to compare ourselves to one another so again you might look at your like friends in your cohort and feel like oh like they seem happy they seem like they've got it all figured out and on the inside Mm. I don't feel the same way but turns out (laughs) I'd say it's not actually the case so (laughs) I know like some of my friends who I thought they were like happy and had it all sorted really didn't and again vice versa they looked Mm. at me and they thought that I had it all figured out but really on the inside there's lots of different kind of thoughts racing around in my head so there's definitely kind of moments where you question yourself but I think it's good to actually reflect upon like what brought that about was it just a bad moment or was it actually like a serious or more like long-term build-up thing Mm. where you're really not enjoying your course and then that would make you yeah I'd say more on a deeper level question like is this actually right for me or was I just being I don't know, probably a little bit dramatic in a certain <laughs> moment because I didn't like a certain lab or something like that. Yes, and you can do that though and be like, you know, oh, like that one thing happened, I've had a mm. terrible day. And I was like, no, like you said, you've had a bad moment. Like you, mm. it yeah. doesn't have to categorise like your whole life for sure. So these days, you know, given that you're older and wiser compared <laughs> to when you started university. Hopefully. Um, yeah, I, I would say so. And what do you think success looks like to you, like moving into life after uni? Yeah, so I guess like I think this is a good question that you've asked because you're definitely right. Like my idea of ex- of success has changed a lot from when I started uni or even just from probably like a year or two years ago. So I think before 
my idea of success was like someone who does really well in their career and kind of like jumps up the career ladder quite quickly, gets recognised early in terms of their skill set and yeah, just really accelerates up that career ladder. But now I like to think I have a more like open-minded and humble approach to success. So I wouldn't necessarily say like someone is successful because they've jumped up the career ladder. Like someone can also be very successful if they've stayed in a more like for example, in terms of engineering, if they've just chosen to stick with a more technical role as opposed to, yeah, becoming a manager and kind of supervising a team of people. So I'd say success comes into whether you have like the skill set for a certain job and you've applied it well to certain projects and they've done well. And then also I think there's like, so that's like, I'd say the more technical side of success (laughs) (laughs) then I also think and this is like my newfound understanding there's very much like a behavioral side to it as well so I'd like to think that say like at the end of my career when I retire I wouldn't have been successful if I wasn't happy in like my job and in the work that I've done if I'm not happy at the end of the day then have I really succeeded? I'd say maybe it's a bit harsh, but I'd probably say that I probably failed myself if mm. I got to the end of a career or even just your different career paths and I wasn't really happy with the mm. work that I was doing. So, yeah, I think it's very important as well to make sure that you are doing something that you enjoy. Sure, there's going to be aspects to a job that aren't your favourite. That's just a part of life. I think it's good to recognise that. But as long as, like, overall you are yeah happy with the work that you do and enjoying the work then that's I think a big part of success as well and mm. easily forgotten often yeah as well I think we have one last question um and it's you know thinking back to your younger self maybe 15 year old you who was hadn't started taking it seriously yet. <laughs> yeah um, what, what advice would you pass on to them is there anything you'd do differently or what do you think they needed to hear <laughs> yeah so I'd Probably just say, like, don't worry if you don't have it all kind of figured out. Like, you're still young and it's still good to very much explore different options. So, again, with not putting so much pressure on yourself, also don't, like, rabbit hole yourself into a certain, I guess, yeah, career pathway Mm. or anything like that. Very much still go into things with an open mind and, yeah, if you put in the work and the effort you'll kind of see where it takes you and I'm sure it'll end up working out in the end. Oh, I love That's it. great advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're very humble. Thank very you. wise. Very wise, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story because I know, like, for so many people, it's so helpful. Like you said, you know, we often go through all these things and even the good parts and, like, don't necessarily talk about them um, mm-hmm. to other people. So, yeah, thank you so much for being so authentic and sharing with us. Well, thank Thanks, you so. for having me. <laughs> So, Connor, what did you think of Ari's story? I think Ari had a lot of really interesting insights because I feel like she was quite different from some of the other people we spoke Mm. to. She was very sure of her plan early on. And I think without saying she did career experiments, I think she experimented like in high school with her subjects. And then that meant that when she got to university, she was really certain that she wanted to do engineering. Yeah, for sure. And I liked, I, <laughs> I I couldn't relate to the way she'd done it, but I really admired how she did it in terms of, you know, being very logic driven and thinking like, oh, you know, asking all these people that were in places where maybe she wanted to be like, 
you know, a general manager of finance or whatever. And they all started with engineering. So she was like, oh, obviously this is, you know, this isn't going to close doors for me. I think that gave her quite a lot of comfort maybe compared to Mm. other people who maybe, yeah, get worried about missing out on other opportunities by saying yes to one. So that was cool. I think opportunities was a big theme um, Mm. in that episode. She spoke a lot about she's driven to always have lots of opportunities and she spoke about her biggest advice to her younger self was take advantage of the opportunities that you're given because that will give you lots of options later on. Um, I think that's a great tip, like especially for high school listeners to the podcast. That's pretty much like you can't go wrong with that advice. Yeah, and don't wait for your dream job to find you. She clearly like went out and actually gathered evidence and talked to people and yeah, really gave herself more validation that that was the way that she wanted to go. But I think also, like she said, you know, nobody's immune to that comparison. Like other people would look at her, probably her friends and think, oh, she's got it all going for it. You know, she's she's got it all figured out. But even she said herself like, no, like, of course I don't. You know, I think it's an important reminder to check yourself and remember everybody is or has gone through that experience like you're so not alone i think it's i think it's all about being proactive as well as she said no one has it figured out but you have to try and take steps to get closer yes to figuring out even if that is working out what you don't want to do mm. you're just still taking steps being proactive and i think she also was impressive she's very driven Definitely. Um, she spoke a lot about sort of her what success looks like spoke a lot about like pretty ambitious career goals i think that's amazing yeah love it Thanks for listening to The Lost Button, a podcast helping you figure out your future one episode at a time. If our stories hit home for you today, we'd love for you to leave us a review or share with a friend. Head to our website to get career advice from The Lost Button, sign up to our mailing list for more practical tips or check out Purposeful on Insta to be part of our community. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we're recording today, the Noongar people of Wajak country. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Thanks and have an epic day.